on today's episode of the Built by Bloodline podcast. We have the head honcho from the Atlantic Coast Classic coming through, Will. And we're going to talk a little bit about competing ourselves. Let's have some fun, people. Because I got a really big team and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better be coming with no strings. We need some really nice things. We need some really big rings. I got a really big team. I got a really big team. They need some really big mm. rings. They need some really We're nice back. Things. This is going to be a good one. Hey, everybody. We're going to do a little chatting before Will joins us, ladies and gents. Uh, he'll be calling into the to the pod, so we're going to get that going in a little bit. Um, hell, if you want to fast forward, go ahead. You can go fast forward all the way to that interview, but Jake and I are going to talk about this um, this competition mindset and kind of just going forward, and I want to make sure everybody's feeling kind of good energy because going back to a few podcasts ago, by the way, if you're not subscribed, please do. If you can tell, I'm fired up. Um, a few podcasts ago, we talked about like, hey, we don't we don't care about um, as a gym. Like, I want you to do the best you can, and that's all I care about. If you stand on the podium, or if you're in last place, that doesn't matter to me. Um, when you have a competition like the Atlantic Coast Classic, or any of these bigger level competitions, or dude, a local competition. You know, we we did the SoFlo Showdown at High CrossFit the most recently. Um, what what are the what is the goal of the competition? And I think with this size of a competition, the magnitude of it, um, the money you're spending, you got to have that established, especially you're on a team, I feel like. What is the goal of your team? What is the goal for yourself individually? Does that make sense? At the Atlantic Coast Classic, yep. Well, no, I'm just, no, I'm or not. When you, when I'm, you compete. I'm just saying in general. Mm. Like when you compete, what is, what is the goal of the competition? Yeah. You know, but the magnitude of this one, the price of this one, I think that, especially if you're on a team, individual too, I feel like, like you're spending a lot of money, dude, for the weekend. And it's a good time. It's blast. Like you're going over to that side of the, you know, that side of the state and, and having some fun, thrown down. Mm-hmm. But are you doing everything you can for your team? Is your diet locked down? Mm. And if it's not, that's, that's not wrong. Like I'm not trying to come off douchey because I've had my moments too before competition where I'm like, oh yeah, it's no big deal. Like this is for funsies and you know, shit like that. And then I get there and I'm, I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm so disappointed in the performance. Like I could have done more. And like the last few weeks, like, are you, are you deciding, Hey, we're cramming for a, a test. Are we cramming for this or have you been pretty locked in? And if it's for fun, establish that ahead of time. But if it's not, Make sure you're doing what needs to be done. Are you coming in on Thursdays, open gym days? And are you training, you know, the things you know have that are coming up in these workouts that already have been released? Mm-hmm. We're going to try and get some, maybe we'll drop some helpful hints on some other ones maybe. Um, are you, like I said, locking into your nutrition? What are you? Like if you're on a team, what, what, is, your, what is your purpose on the team? Are you a bodyweight specialist? Are you the strength specialist? Are you somewhere in between and you're going to be helping with both? Um, are you a, th- a, a trio of just all the same level ability levels like UJD and Jake, uh, UJD and myself last year, you were obviously, you know, quite ahead above us, but you know what I'm saying? None of us were spectacular at just one thing. Sure. Like we're all, what's the word in grid they use? Well-rounded? No. Oh my God. Non-specialists? Utility. Utility. There we go. You failed. Utility players. 
Um, I think you're, you're talking about putting yourself in the best position you can for the time when you compete, right? And it requires forethought. You have to almost think ahead, you know, a month, two months, weeks out to that point where you're actually on the competition floor and stuff goes through your head of like, hey, did I practice enough? Was my nutrition as dialed in? Was my sleep, was my hydration good? You know, did I spend enough time training the things I need to train? And I think what you're talking about is, is having that foresight now or even, you know, months ago, weeks ago that puts you in the best position you can for that time. And again, you talked about what's your goal, right? Oh, dude, 100%. If, if your goal is to like, hey man, I'm trying to put do the best performance I can that that weekend, that day, then yeah, like, you know, treat your training and your nutrition seriously and then, you know, reward yourself afterward and then get back in the grind for the next one. Um, if you're like, hey, I'm just having fun, like, that's awesome too, but make sure if you're on a team, you're you're also in line with your partners, know that too, because if, if, if you and me are serious and our partner for our trio is like, not I'm just, I'm just here, gym. yeah, I'm not, and, and that's happened before with us too and with other teams we know of, like, it's challenging because, you know, it's a commitment for those that are that are that are training and competing and traveling and signing up and registering. So just making sure everyone's on board on the same page. And, you know, I, I had this conversation with someone yesterday. We were talking about being nervous about competing or why compete. And, you know, you know, our philosophy is you never have to compete. You know, we don't care yeah. if you get first or last. It's yep. I just feel like it, it it makes you feel more alive when you when you challenge yourself and when you overcome something you thought was was hard, right? Doing hard things makes you a stronger person, I feel like, Absolutely. right? I feel like it just, like, it levels you. Like, you know, playing Pokemon, you go to the next level or you graduate to the next level on some game, like some evolve. video game, you evolve. Like, I just feel like that's that's what happens. You just evolve physically, mentally, emotionally. Charizard. And, and sometimes the physical, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I, I have conversations about this a lot with other folks, is sometimes the mental component of competing can be just as greater or even more so significant than the physical part. Like how mentally dialed in are you? How confident are you? How able are you to focus and separate like anxiety from the task at hand? So all those things, mentally speaking, can be just as important as physically. So there's a lot of things to think about, you know, when you put yourself out there. But, you know, we're always, we're, we're big fans of the quote of the, the saying, the man in the arena by Teddy Roosevelt, which is like, hey man, you put yourself out there, all props to you. Like, no one can say anything anything against you when they're sitting on the sidelines. And, you know, so we always are, are really proud of everyone who puts yourself out there to compete. And, you know, I, I think there's a great atmosphere in here today where folks are competitive on a regular basis. And that always. continues to build that capacity on, on, a regular, on a regular daily grind. Daily grind? Daily grind. Yeah, I mean, you kind of said something I really like there. And when you step out onto the floor is doubt because doubt's a hell of a thing in your mind you know if you establish that hey we're doing this for fun when the clock's running it's not fun you're going to compete whether you want to or not i'm just being you know honest yeah. not trying to be a hard ass here no the vibe just, of other people around you oh you're just, just going to push it, naturally. naturally the intensity will be high the the thing i'm wondering though is do you feel prepared mm. like with the workouts coming out do you feel like you've done enough to help your team? You know, I, and that's the one thing, like, I remember last year I had just a terrible event, the handstand push-up workout, and you guys were like, it's no big deal, it happens, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I don't want to hear. When somebody tells you that, it's like, okay, yeah, I did do a shitty job. You know, <laughs> so it's like, hey, you got you to gotta really prepare yourself mentally. Like, 
is there a workout that you're worried about? And I just, like handstand push-ups are one of my best movements. And I just, I was, it was like my first day. I was like, oh my goodness, what is happening to me? And it was, you know, on such an important workout that we needed to do well on. And there was one left. And I was like, no matter what happens on this, I'm going to leave this effing floor proud of my ability. And I'm going to try and make Jake and JD's job as easy as possible on that one. And I just, it was my favorite workout that they programmed last year, the chipper involving wall balls, um, the deadlifts, deadlifts, um, jump rope, jump overs, pull ups, bar muscle ups. No. Um, and then jump rope again. And that was my favorite one by far. Just trying to do a ton of wall balls, ton of deadlifts for you guys. And just, really make your lives easy and I walked off and I was like that's how you that's how you do it dude that's how you end a performance like that you know after you have a shitty one you can't have another shitty one no matter if you're you're trying to win this or not you got to make sure that you're doing your best to provide help support for your team in any way Mm -hmm. shape or form possible as you're going through this and I know we got to head to our conversation with with Will who you know is the director of the Atlantic Coast Classic, which is so cool to have him um, in a second. But I just want to say, like, experience matters too. Like, even in moments where you talk about that handstand workout, like, there was a different board. It was a slippery board. It's a thinner board they have to kick up to. It's not like the walls at the gym. So just little things like that. Experience matters when you compete, and the more you compete, the more you get experience. And I've talked about how, like, I used to get so nervous when I competed. Now it's like I'm almost too relaxed because I know when the moment hits, like, Okay, I I know I'm going to turn on, but um, I think that happens as a result of just, you know, putting yourself out there and not being overly critical, being focused, having goals, but knowing that this is a peg in the, in the journey of getting better, right? Getting toward your ultimate goals, whatever those are. So um, I'm excited. I think anything else you want to add before we take the conversation? I mean, I think with that being said, let's, let's take a quick break and we'll get to our conversation with Will. Okay. Hey, everybody, we're back with the head honcho at the Atlantic Coast Classic, the owner, the programmer. Will, how you doing, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to kick it right off. Jake's got questions for you to start. Yeah. Um, man, this is this is an honor to have him on the podcast. Thanks right for being with us, Will. Um, we were talking before <laughs> about how everyone's so excited. Um, this is a big competition for us at our gym that everyone gets really pumped for and we train ahead of time for. So I guess just a really general one. How's it going this year? How's programming been? How's organization been? You know, for folks who don't know, it takes it takes a freaking lot. It takes a lot of hard work to pull off something like like this style, this structure, this this breadth of a competition. So, how's it been going? Just starting real general. Uh, this has been this has been my easiest year yet, which is great. Uh, it's also nice. been our largest year yet, and the only reason for both of those being true at the same time is that it's my fifth year. Um, just just experience and. Um, wisdom running it a lot, making all the mistakes before and hopefully having fewer and fewer to make, uh, you know, this year, but, um, it's been, it's been great. I've also accumulated a really good team, um, people that I have, have experienced alongside me. So, uh, a lot of what they do is more on autopilot now rather than me having to, you know, uh, reinvent the wheel every single year. So, uh, with all those things put together, it's been a smooth year so far. Uh, we're about a month out. Uh, we're going to release our third workout today. So, yeah. uh, we've got, you know, two out, four to go. It's been good. Um, registration is great. Support from the community is amazing as always. So, uh, yeah, just uh, been, been a really good one so far. Well, not to get too personal, but do you do you have a wife or a significant other or anything like that, man? Because 
when we do a local competition around here, my wife is like, when we, host about, when, we, we host when we host a yeah local competition just around the area, man, my wife's on my ass about, you know, every little thing. Do you, do you have somebody at home or, um, like what does, what do they think of you doing this? I actually don't, um, through, throughout the, uh, five years I have, uh, off and on and, and both of those significant others who were, who were involved were, um, very, very important <laughs> and definitely, uh, involved and, um, did help keep me, um, really give me a, a person uh, to bounce things off of, um, more than, you know, somebody who's necessarily nagging me to do this, that other thing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, uh, think by talking. So, uh, those, those conversations were always very useful. Um, and if I didn't have them or a person in that role, uh, that I probably wouldn't have been able to build this thing to the, to the point it is now. Awesome, man. Awesome. Great answer. Um, I guess, Will, over to me, I guess I wanted to kind of fast forward to some of the workouts. Like, you know, you've released Everest and Payload and, you know, we've done them and they're, 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 pretty, they're hard, dude. They are hard, man. I, they, I remember Everest, dude, it does feel like you're climbing. Like, I don't know if that's because the name Mount Everest, dude, with those lunges and that Payload is just, it's tough because you're pushing in the time cap and um, take us through maybe some of your thinking so far. Uh, maybe we'll start with Everest and go to Payload and the way that they were released. Like, what did you have in mind when you programmed, you know, as it fits into the structure, which we'll ultimately see in a few weeks as everything comes out. But can you take us through the first two workouts? Yeah. So uh, Everest is, yes, well-named. Uh, it's basically the biggest chipper I've ever been able to actually put together. <laughs> uh, I always I always get two requests every year, times, you know, 10 or 20. And number one is a chipper, it's long, or sorry, a long workout. And I know that most people mean 20 minutes. But look, we're running 2,000 athletes uh, in two days. I run 37 heats on 25 lanes. You can't get any bigger. No and way. trust me when I say, I'm using every minute of the day. Yes. So if you think about it, so Everest ended up being a 14-minute cap, which I think is the longest that I've, that I've programmed or been able to program. Um, if just to understand uh, what that looks like from my side, it takes it's a 14-minute cap. We have a three-minute transition between heats. So okay. yes, we get people on and off of 25 lanes. And just for the, for the record, a 25 lane rig is six feet, two inches per lane. So it's 150 feet long. It's amazing. Right? It's amazing. To and, look some, at. and some poor soul has to walk from the warm up area all the way down to lane 25. Yeah. Right. Chalk on their hands, whatever. Yeah, uh, exactly. They got to re chalk by the time they get there. And by the time they get there, we still have to make sure that they're breached and ready to go. So three minute transition is uh, a miracle that my team pulls off uh, regularly. Um, but it, it's just the way it had to be. Um, so anyway, you got 14 minutes for the workout plus three minutes in transition. And in truth, uh, longer transitions exist. Uh, like when we need to change weights, you know, at the, one of my transitions has us going from 185 pound barbell for the men, which is a 45 pound plate and a 25 pound plate on one side to 225. So we got to take the 25 off and put 45s on, which means you have to get 45s out there. So that transition will be more like five or six minutes. So the average transaction transition is actually even longer, but Everest will run all day on Saturday. It will start the day, the moment we start, it will be running. And the last heat of the day will still be that workout. No on the kidding. other side, we'll run, two, we'll run two workouts. Yeah. Right, we'll <laughs> run, we're going to run the list, which hasn't been announced yet. And then another workout. And those two will go, well, that one runs all day. So when I say I'm maximizing that as the biggest, longest workout I could possibly write, it, it, I, I really do mean it. So uh, as, from a workout perspective itself, my overall, uh, 
philosophy on programming for competitions is number one fun. I am not Dave Castro. I'm not Adrian Bosman. I am not testing for the fittest. Uh, I am running a competition that is fun for uh, community. So uh, that means number one is fun. But for me, what fun looks like for athletes who, and again, I was a competitor, if y'all don't know, um, I actually competed in every bacon beatdown before I took it over. Um, uh, very cool. So um, for people like me, it was it's balance and it's getting to be tested on what we practice during the week. So that's my philosophy. So both of those are important. Everest is a really good example. Um, you've got, I don't want it to be a home run for anybody. I don't want it to just be obviously a body weight person will win this or obviously a strong person will win this. I want there to be a modicum of balance uh, in every workout and in the competition as a whole. So for Everest, you've got a bunch of everything. You have lunges that are uh, heavy. <laughs> They're not heavy for one step or two step, but for 80 feet, that's heavy. Uh, and that gets really old. The front squat that's paired with it is also, again, not super intimidating by, its own, by itself. But a couple of that, that when you get to that uh, set of 16, that set of 24 for individuals, that's a... Uh, oh, dude, that 24 is hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not a lot of fun. And then you balance that out with toast bar. Um, and, and then the, the gymnastics work. I mean, so you've got the ability to, uh, catch up or fall behind on any one of those things if you aren't proficient. Um, but the people that are going to win that are the people that are the most balanced. But again, with a 14 minute cap and when you get into that set of 24, super, super nasty, you're going to find out people that have the motor or the engine at that point to keep it moving. So that was, that was really the thing there. The other, the other piece on that one, there's one more thing I wanted to have on there. Oh, the, I like the construction of that workout. So it's written eight sixteen twenty four, which is not actually something I would program uh, in a gym setting very often, but because it's demoralizing as you go further along, you have to work harder. But um, the other thing about fun is that I have to program for the elites, RX, or grandmasters, down to intermediates. Um, and then some of the workouts have to scale to beginner. So, I, I think it's very important to understand uh, what the differences are in what intermediates can do and what elites can do and everybody in between. Uh, toast to bar is a great example of that. I haven't found a good scale to intermediate for toast to bar. Uh, I don't think there is one. Knee to elbow is basically body type lever dependent. So it's, it's, it's harder for some people and easier for others. And we're obviously not going to do knee raises in the intermediate edition. So the truth is the elites are going to be doing the same movement toe to bar as the intermediates. So what does that mean? That means that if I program eight, it's going to be a joke for the elites and it's going to be fine for the intermediates. And when we get to 24, it's going to be damn near impossible for the intermediates to do that in any, like a quick amount of time. And then the elites will be finally getting a challenge, right? Getting to see who is the best elite at total bar. Totally. So if I put the 24 at the front, I ruin the day for the intermediate to make it a great test for the elites. If I put, <laughs> if I leave it, if I do eight per round, the elites never notice that they use their abs whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So the structure of that workout is written such that the intermediates and the people who struggle with some of those uh, higher skill movements will be able to struggle through the first round. They will get to continue to do lunges and they'll get to continue to do front squats and they'll, um, you know, be able to, to do the whole workout. They might get to the 16s, but they're going to be working the whole time and they're going to have fun. Meanwhile, those who are actually fit enough to contest the race and maybe be the best, we're going to find out by the end. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was the, I think probably my favorite part about Everest is that it's, it's inclusive in that way and will be fun for all the divisions. Awesome. Hey, Will. Um, I, I think you can assume what, what question could become a next man with what you just said. I mean, it's incredible because I've watched our teams, our individuals practice just leading up. 
after you've released these last two workouts, how much testing do you do throughout the year? I mean, is this a yearly thing? Are you testing it? Are you the only one testing it? Are you having buddies test it, friends test it? I mean, how much of this goes in? Because the time caps are are like almost spot on. Yeah, like my brother, yeah. like Jake just, like the time caps are basically spot on to where you need to be if you want to do well. But at the same time, people are moving through this, like you said, in the ability like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not demoralized. Unless they're choosing the wrong division potentially. Um, it seems like it's pretty spot on. So how much testing do you do throughout the year on these workouts, man? I do a significant amount. Um, I've actually been injured for the better part of the last four years since I owned these events. I actually had back surgery eight weeks ago. Mm, um, but it, no, it went great. It went great. I've actually been back in the gym for two weeks. It's uh, It's been awesome. So I'm, I'm really excited. Oh, but, good, um, good, good, good. But I, I do value testing um, myself if possible. I think that's actually really important. If a programmer isn't testing it themselves, uh, it, even, even if you know what you're doing and you have great testers, I just think there's something to it. Like you should, it's like an ownership thing. Um, for me. So yes, the answer is I would definitely test it myself as much as I can. Um, but I have a few really good long-term training partners, um, who I know their capacities in and out and they unfortunately get, uh, the crap beat out of them, beaten out of them by me all year long. Um, I have a little warehouse here. The one actually the, where you see the demo videos being shot. Yeah. Um, that's my, that's my little warehouse that, um, that ACC had to acquire to store all of our stuff and to show to have that demo location. Um, and that I've got about six, to eight people that work out with me there. Um, and I program for them occasionally. Um, and when I do, they don't know what they're doing, but they're doing ACC tests in, uh, January and in, you know, yeah. October. And, and I'm, and I, when I start asking too many questions, then I start to get an idea. Yeah, uh, of course. You're a little too interested in this one, Will. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of that throughout the year so that I know, uh, especially if there's a new element, uh, I'm, as you've noticed by my programming, I'm pretty old school. I don't really like the new stuff. You're not going to see, uh, crossovers, um, mm-hmm. and things like that. i again, back to what I think athletes want is that they want to be tested on what they practice during the week. Mm-hmm. So they want to see thruster, wall ball, power clean, toe to bar, handstand push up, double under. They don't want to see, they don't, don't trick them into having a good time, just program what they like. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't have to do that too much, but yeah, whenever there's a new, some new hotness. I always uh, take it for a spin and see what that looks like. And then uh, try to understand if it's judgeable um, and something we can execute with our equipment and our space or quick restrictions. Um, but as far as testing for the workouts, uh, yeah, I test as much as I possibly can. Um, obviously there's a certain amount of like not wanting a ton of people to know about it and get people to get an advantage from yes, um, having it ahead of time. Yeah, um, that said though, I program so basic that it's like, you need to work on deadlifting. Of course you do. Like you're doing that anyway. So, um, but yeah, I test as much as I can. Individual tests are, um, the, where I start. Um, I always start at the RX level cause that's the one that I understand the best. And then I kind of go up and down from there. Um, smart. Yeah, that's really smart. Uh, but yeah, I, the answer is we, we, we test the hell out of it. I beat the hell out of the demo team. Those people earn those shirts. Um, <laughs> they wear during those videos. Um, and I, I just, I try to get, the one thing I don't do is I don't have the ability to test it across every, um, division. Like I don't have, you know, necessarily every time a beginner sure. female team and then an elite female team, I just don't have it. But, the main thing is I really do give a damn about it. And I want, my goal is for everybody to have a, obviously a good time when they compete, but also for it to be, uh, the maximum use of time. So, okay. Uh, there was a workout a couple of years ago called, I believe it was called, ah, I don't remember the name of it. Um, but it was 
the true form runner workout where we had true, true form deadlift and then you did a bullet variation, did it again, and then it, the bullets got more complicated as you went. And yes, up with love that one. Remember yeah, it. Yep. Love that one. Yeah, remember it. Me too. True form is awesome to give us those true forms. That was in 2020, um, and that was sweet. Um, that was, that trying was to awesome. get them back as as soon as possible, but <laughs> those are some big heavy things that have to bring us 25 now. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, that workout was a I want to say a 12 or 13 minute cap. It was the longest I'd written to that point, and um, I was like, "Yep, they're all going to be satisfied." I gave them the long workout success. And then people were beating that workout. Like they were, they were finishing in like the eights and nines and they would on a survey at the end of the year, I got a couple of people that said, you know, you didn't program anything over 10 minutes. And I said, well, this is a 13 minute cap. But truly if that person finishes in eight minutes, they didn't have a 10 minute workout. And so that's on me, not on them. Um, so again, that's why with Everest, you're not going to see people finishing in nine minutes. <laughs> like no if you way. did, you're in the wrong division. Um, and, and testing goes into that. And so, okay, I want to max, I want to have to use the time cap because I want the test, the overall, uh, program to give them a long and give them a short and give them a sprint and give them a, you know, all those things. So and to, to achieve that balance I'm looking for. Um, so that's the one side is you want to program it hard enough that we're right up against that cap, even if you're solid. But on the other side, you don't want people to feel like it's impossible and they do one round. And that's a tough balancing act, um, especially because there's a psychology, I call it the neighborhood hero complex, where if you're the best person in your gym or the second best person in your gym, uh, you think by context that you're like really, really good in ACC land. And while I don't want to pop anybody's bubble, um, ACC is enormous. Like we're going to have over 125 men in the intermediate individual division wow, and the incredible man yeah. holy yeah, cow man. dude yeah our divisions are nuts man that's incredible um, women like intermediate female team is going to probably get to a hundred teams <sighs> so that's 300 women <laughs> in one division dang it dude it's super cool I'm, I'm obviously extremely fortunate that people like the event enough to show up in those oh, sorts yeah. of numbers but the point i'm making is uh when you make a bell curve out of 125 people like to be a winner in that is extremely difficult. And so my goal is actually to have about the top, depending on the workout and the time cap, the top 20, like quarter to third of the, of the division should finish maybe top half. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's unfortunate because that if you just take a hundred person division, you know, that means that I only want 25 to 33 people to finish, which means 66, 75 of them, whatever it is are not finishing. And not finishing sucks. It feels like you, you didn't do it. But the truth, and I get a little bit of pushback. I have it this year, actually. Of all the, all the questions and comments I get on the internet, the one thing I haven't gotten is that these time caps are hard mm-hmm. or impossible. Uh, and the reason that I write them that hard is because I need to get the use of the full time. But I also need, uh, unfortunately, as a result, the middle 50% of the division probably isn't going to finish most of the workouts. And that's okay. Yep. They're really hard. Yeah. Um, and the, and the, the nice thing is with, with the way that I've got it written out is that you're going to have your home run here and then you're going to have your strikeout over there. And then you're going to have a couple where you just kind of hit a single. Right. So That's um, sport, yeah. yeah, hopefully over the course of the program, everybody um, sees it, but no, from a, from a testing perspective, those are the things I'm looking for. Awesome. Just a couple more questions. Will before we let you go, um, if that's cool with you, um, I have one that's just a little bit more forward looking and that's, you know, you, you released payload last week. We'll have, we'll have another one today and we got, you know, for the, for the intermediate and RX and elite, there'll be three more, right? What, what can you kind of tease us with going forward? Is there anything, 
and I know you want to be careful because right, you're not trying to, et cetera, but maybe it's thematically, maybe it's, it's, it's stimulus wise, maybe it's structure wise. As you kind of think about the workouts to be released, is there anything in the air that you could put out there for folks listening? <laughs> you want hints. Yeah, I, I mean, AKA, <laughs> however, you know, maybe there is nothing you want to say, but it's exciting. Yeah, you know, everyone you. gets amped up and looking forward to Friday at noon. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love that, by the way, that's a, that's a thing that, that we will always do. I think it's, I think it's really cool. I, my phone blows up between 12 and two thirty with questions. Sure. If y'all don't know, I am the only person that answers questions on Instagram or Facebook or email. If you message us the Atlantic Coast Classic, you get me every single time. That's awesome. And hopefully within 30 seconds is always the goal. Um, I just think that matters. Just you are fast. You are super fast on your response. Very, very awesome. I am. It is my job. You are paying me to be there, so yep. I will be there. Um, oh, yeah. So, okay, you want hints. I don't have anything great for you. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you some, some uh, not maybe not quite Dave Castro-esque, but uh, a little bit behind the scenes on how we release and why we release. So, um the first three workouts we have to release are always the ones that have beginner and kid, the, the Friday um, yes. athletes on them. So there's a, otherwise it would be confusing for them of like, well, these are your two, this isn't yours. You've got another one coming. So we just make sure we do those three uh, the first week. And in general, those therefore are the ones with a little less complexity of movement um, and a little less um, complexity of flow, especially for teams um, simply because those divisions aren't quite ready for that yet. Um, so what does that mean looking forward? Well, I already, already teased that there's a lift. There will be a lift. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at the two workouts that came out, that have come out so far, um, they're pretty balanced within themselves, right? Like Everest has a, has a ton of balance, um, barbell versus gymnastics. Uh, payload was definitely, a, it's definitely a heavy test because that thruster bar and that power can bar are gross. Um, mm-hmm. And there's balance there a little bit with the dubs. Like you have to have the skill and you have to have the ability to keep moving. Um, like just being strong isn't good enough to win payload. You have to be fit. Um, so, okay. You got a little bit of balance there and you're going to have a balanced workout again here today. Um, mm. where we got a, where we got a barbell and we got some high skill gymnastics and we got a motor test. So it's another one that fits very nicely into what the other two have done. So that's three balanced workouts. Um, we can't do more of that. What do we have left? We've got a lift and the lifts are not balanced by default. One of my biggest frustrations as programmer is that the CrossFit community has this almost entitlement, which is an ugly word, but there are dozens of people who believe that they, there should be a lift in every single competition. For me, I don't really like that at all. The lift is just a, is just a freebie for those who are strong. Like here, you get a hundred points Specialist, because, you're, because you're strong, right? Every workout, every competition you come to, you get a hundred points. Well, I was a tennis player. So guess what? I'm not that strong. <laughs> I feel you, dude. I was a runner. I was a okay. track and field cross country yeah. runner. <laughs> exactly. So get, so do I get to run two miles for time and absolutely destroy everyone every time? No, yep. I don't. That's not, that's not an expectation in the sport and that's okay. But as programmer, I get to, I get to make the decision every once in a while. And I do know that people love the lift. The lift is the spotlight moment for a large number of people. It is the one that the picture that they're going to, post. It's the highlight of their weekend. They can't wait. They're going to hit a PR out there. They're going to stick it. There's going to be 20 people in front of them screaming at them. It's going to be absolutely awesome. I would never take that away. I try to get that involved as or in, in some way every single year, um, regardless of the difficulty of the logistics of doing that, by the way, which is miserable. 
three minutes on, three minutes off, and you have to rip, rip the weights off of your bar and get them back in the order they were supposed to be in right after you hit your PR at the, bu- at the buzzer. Like, <laughs> that's, that's tough on us too. Um, but anyway, so you got a list. And so that's inherently unbalanced. You know we're on the beach and you know we're not swimming, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just to kind of say that out loud, the beaches are still torn up from the hurricanes last year. There's actually, uh, our, our backup hotel is called the Plaza, which is right down next to the Hilton. They're still not open from the damages Dang. from the hurricane. Wow. Yeah. Um, which is crazy to me. Um, so I, and I was worried about mostly worried about ingress, egress about what the condition under the water is. You can't see people snapping ankles and feet and stuff like that. So, um, as much as I love the swim, uh, we're not going to do it this year. So, you know, we're not able to take out large amounts of equipment and judges and things. So probably prepare for an endurance test out there. So if we've got oh, a list that's, so if we've got a list that isn't balanced and you have an endurance test that's not balanced, that leaves one more piece of a triangle. And they, for me, that part gymnastics. is gymnastics. Let's that go. is correct. So, uh, and I mentioned that the beginner, tying them to beginner brings the complexity down. So uh, you might want to prepare for some high, uh, high complexity, high skill gymnastics to complete the third, the, the triangle that we're building here for the next three workouts. So Dude, love it, man. What a great explanation, yeah. too. Well, that was great, man. Well, I want to yeah, just, so we, oh, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, the, the summary there is that we've got the, the three workouts that have been released so far, or we'll, we'll be released today, are balanced within themselves. If you just look at it, any you, you can't be a specialist and win. And then the next three will form a triangle that are balanced only with all three. If you took any one of them out, it's bad programming for me. But if you have all three, we're going to find the person who's the most balanced, and in my opinion, deserves to be called the winner of the ACC. That's so awesome, man. Great explanation. Well, um, one final question, brother, because I, I really appreciate your time for being with us. What separates, and I think this will be a good one to end on, I'm hoping, what separates the ACC from all the other competitions in Florida, the bigger, the bigger, higher level ones, um, and also two-parter? What is your goal as the years continue to flow on? Is there, is there something bigger that you're striving for, or are you just looking for continued excellence? Um, yeah, the floor is yours. Uh, I'll start with the second one, actually. Um, I'm not a goal guy. I never have been. Uh, I just try to do the best job with what's in front of me today. Um, so the answer for, for the future of the ACC is I want it to continue to be excellent. Our goal is to run the best community competition in the world. That's a big, lofty goal. But uh, I think it's a good thing to point at and to try to be um, in terms of just doing the best job and providing the most value that I can for the athletes and then the spectators and everybody else that shows up. Um, so yeah, I'm not looking to sell out. I'm not looking to, um, grow. So here's the problem. <laughs> we have no more space. Like 2000 athletes is my actual like cap. If I have, and I can't put another lane in there, I wouldn't want to, there's no more, no other rooms that we could put things in to make a third stage or a fourth stage. So ACC is fairly capped at 2k. Um, and we're going to have 1900 plus athletes this year. So 2000 is, is literally every lane of every heat is, has a person in it. And that would just be a tremendous like luck to get that many grandmaster females and that many teenage boys, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, almost impossible to actually hit that number. Um, but with that said, I would have to, it would have, we would have to become Wadapalooza where you have this festival thing where you kind of have stages that are built in different locations. And, um, I don't know that that's what I want to do. Um, that is, uh, scary because <laughs> this is already scary enough. Uh, I'm a low stress guy. 
I don't, I, I fall asleep very well. I stay asleep all night. I'm fortunate in that way. However, nice. the, the five days after the ACC, I will wake up three times a night with nightmares about, I didn't program the workout or we don't have any barbells or oh, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's man. just the, the performance anxiety of running the event and, and not screwing up, not forgetting things, getting all the pieces moving in the same direction, even after this many years is very, very real. Um, so the idea of trying to double it without being a, a company and, a, a you know, having a huge team, uh, is, is not exactly enticing. And it's not something I need to do. I'm fortunate enough to have a day job that works uh, enough to where this can be a passion project and not necessarily something that has to take over my whole life. So that kind of echoes into the, uh, what separates ACC. Um, we're a community first. Um, I'm, there are a few, uh, that, that also do the same business model as I do here in the state, uh, which means, which is serve the community. Uh, so my target, my bread and butter is intermediate and RX and beginner. I have some elites. Yeah. And we got some of these other more spe- special, uh, specialized things like masters and whatever, but really it's just the big swath of the community. And as a result, I have to run 125 person divisions and 25 person lanes. And if I talk to most other competition directors, they call me crazy because the model that most our size go with is professional facing. So they try to get the elite of the elite professional CrossFitters, bring them in, um, get their sponsors to also sponsor the event. Um, so basically sell out to the corporations to a certain extent. Um, and then hope to sell spectator tickets and have some athletes compete around the elites. Um, that business model for me is completely just not something I'm interested in. It works for Wadapalooza, and I think that's about it. Maybe Granite Games when they were running, you know, some of these other ones that had huge, huge corporate pull behind them. Um, but that's not what we do. What I want to do is I want to provide the best co- competition atmosphere possible for a community athlete. I want a person who's doing their first competition or if it's their third competition, who's an intermediate, who's been working on handstand push-ups or been working on double unders or whatever it is, to walk out on that floor, first of all, and go, holy, what is this? Like, this looks like the games, or this looks like regionals, or now semifinals. Like, I, we, I love I loved that presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want it to be that quality as well. I want the programming to be good. I want the, and fun. And I want the judging to be consistent. I want the event to run on time. And I want, and when they're out there, I want it to be so damn loud. <laughs> I want them to have, feel the most juice they've ever felt doing an event. And it feel like sport. And that's the product I'm trying to deliver. And if we're still doing that next year and the year after that and the year after that, I'm a happy man. Fantastic. Dude, Will, you have been amazing. We will let you go. And we just want to say thanks for your time this will, morning. Will, thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, we appreciate it. I just, yeah, thanks for having me. We appreciate your accessibility like throughout these months and even on the floor, like you are amazing. Like you are walking around, like, you know, saying, Hey, you know, answering any last minute things, whatever, like, and you don't even have to, but your accessibility is just awesome. The event is so well run and we're big fans over here. So officially thank you for your time this morning and uh, we'll see you in a few weeks, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me guys. Of course. Talk to you later. Well, bye-bye. Right. We're back. Did you like that noise? No. Okay. Well, we just wrapped up the interview with Will. Um, like I said, owner, programmer, director, director, CEO, CFO, um, janitor. Man, he was great. Will Will was amazing yeah, on that it was interview. Great conversation. It, it was it was awesome. We all could have kept going, but we had to end it. Yeah, we had to. I, I, you know, you got to be respectful. That's you know one of our um, 
one of our interviews there. And we'd like to get more people on the show, um, this and that. Um. I, what I really like about Will, too, is very accessible. Like, he's right. Like, you send him a question, ASAP response. Like, we asked him to come on. He was like, ASAP response, definitely. Big time. Even at the actual event, when he's got a million things going on, always accessible. You can always see yeah, he's him. He's not and, running and hiding. Yeah, he, no. you have a question, and sometimes it's, you know, this or that and whatever, and he's there. And so it's really cool and mad respect because, you know, we know firsthand how much it takes to, to run an event like that. So um, thanks a bunch to Will. And uh, that was a great interview. It was a great interview. Also, what are your predictions for that Sunday? Real quick, we don't have to go long. Predictions know, for the workouts that... Yep, that he said are very specialist-based. Well, I think it'll be... I I mean, so I think the endurance one at the beach will be just a long run. Maybe a two, three-mile run. I don't know. Mile for time. I disagree. Sprint? I think it's going to be machines. Mach- machines. Machines on the beach? Yeah. They did it before. They've done, they brought like assault bikes out there, I think, right? Or no? I don't know. Maybe. You think it's just going to be a run? Maybe. The way he said endurance, I was like, it, it could be a run, but I feel maybe. like there's going to be maybe maybe assault bikes or, or something like that. I don't know. No, that'd be cool. Um, I think that'd be really cool. Or, you know, what would be sweet would be like a run through, you know, like the streets and then finish uh, with a dope. beach run. That'd be dope. They have um, to close the streets. You have to bike in the in the place and then you tag your partner they run through oh yeah you bike like you outside know. the ocean center and 100%, then you have to like rabbi that's be a great sick, idea we should right? have said that to Fuck. will darn it maybe he's listening um, will if you're listening am i right uh, no i'm just kidding what about the weightlifting i know you think it's snatch from what you were saying just i mean i feel like they've i mean they've, last time they had strength was overhead squat though that's why i don't think it's gonna be snatch okay clean and jerk maybe maybe complex uh, yeah look but there's already a lot of, you know, like squatting and lunges and stuff like that and thrusters. So it's like, would it be like, hey, you have to, what is it? Like three rep max, hang clean? Yeah. Or or, or clean and jerk. That's what I say. That's cool. Um, and then the gymnastics. Oh, you know what I was thinking? I think it's, um, I think it's two sets, maybe max ring muscle-ups. I think there might be handstand walks though too, right? Oh, that's a great one. Like handstand. Well, they already did handstand push-ups. I think they might, I think oh, wall walks there might still be a handstand walk and then you can modify it to wall walk or whatever yeah, it needs to true. be. And I think ring muscle up, bar muscle up, that kind of thing. That's great. Um, so we'll see. That's exciting. That's super exciting. What else? Uh, that's it. That's all I got for now. Stay hydrated, everybody. It's getting hot outside. Um, no after training this weekend. It'll resume the following. Uh, I know Coach Zach Sorry. was given mixed information. It's my bad. But uh, that's all we got. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was great having Will on. We gave some thoughts on competing to the, at the start. Um, and that's it. I know Zach's pulling up the song to exit out. Yeah, sorry. And uh, just finished the 930 class. Oh, yeah. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe on all platforms. And we're going to get ready to rock and roll for this next upcoming week. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, tell your friends. Tell everybody. Tell your enemies. Spotify's been weird, dude. Go, go listen on Apple. Okay. Go listen on Apple, then. Go listen on Apple. Yeah. Apple. We love Apple. Apple a day. Doctor away. Thanks for listening. Better be coming with no strings. Better be coming with no strings. We need some really nice things. We need some really big rings. I got a really